destroy all children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy all children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How are you doing this week? Well, you told me that I sound like Mandark, so I'm not doing very good. Well, no, I... Yes. Kind of. The point was that... In trying to figure out audio levels for this, I was explaining that because your voice is so much higher pitched than mine, it means I have to turn you down so they sound about the same level because it, like, I don't know, it cuts through more. Something like that. And then, yes, I maybe said you sound like Eddie Deason, which was a fun rib, a joke, a goof, a gaff. For you, maybe. I'm just upset. Why are you so insecure about your voice? Tell me about Outrider. Outriders? Get on with it. Okay, oh, news. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Outriders, new game from People Can Fly, which is a studio that made uh, such fantastic games as Painkiller, uh, notably not the expansions, um, and Bulletstorm, uh, the best Duke Nukem game, Bulletstorm. Uh, their new game, Outriders, is coming to Game Pass day one. Uh, sucks for people who don't have an xbox or a pc actually it's not even on pc i think it's only on console game pass so that's cool what i was is... already interested in it and now i don't need to waste a slot on gamefly on it this is like my greatest nightmare with video games now is like buying a game at full full price and then having it just end up on like ps plus or uh you know game pass like a week later well I mean, usually that's going to happen more often now. Usually, though, they kind of coincide with like the day they come out. So as long as you're not like pre-ordering it way in advance, like if people did pre-order Outriders, like yeah, they could at least still cancel it, I guess. Actually, but yeah, um, but I'm talking more like uh, what happened to us with Hitman Two, which was to fill people in forever ago when Hitman Two came out uh, at full price. I purchased that for you as a gift, uh-huh. and of course I wanted to get it for myself. And then like two weeks after it released, it went 50% off. Yeah. Well, a couple of things with that. One, at that point, Hitman 2 was published by WB Games, and their stuff always drops like a rock immediately. Second, that came out like yeah. right before Black Friday. So Sure. It, but it we also, like sense. I remember us having the conversation of like, well, this surely won't go on sale on Black Friday because it's like so close to Black Friday. And then, of course, it went to well, 50% off. Yeah, but, I didn't think it would be that much. I thought it'd be like 25% yeah. or something. But then also, yeah, like I, I was telling you with Hitman 3, you were worried about that happening again. I was like, well, for one thing, I owe sure. self-publishing at this time. Second, it's coming out in January. so. But this is likely. a continuing nightmare of, of mine now that like... Yeah. Oh, a, a game will release on, like, the 15th of April, and then, like, it will be free on PS Plus the following month because they haven't announced what the new games are going to be yet. And then I've paid full price, and now I've opened the box, and I can't return it. Um, 
eh, that doesn't really happen though. Like everything it's, that's it's free going is... to it's going to at least once. I predict it will happen to me at least once. Okay, we'll see. But, but like I said, pretty much everything, any new game is going to be like yeah. it's coming out with PS Plus, and uh, other than that, it's just old stuff that is probably ten dollars by now anyway. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying I don't like that new games are coming to PS Plus and Game Pass. Soulstorm, that's a very baby. good thing. Yeah, it's a very good thing that that's happening. I'm I'm into it. I'm just saying it's going to screw me at least once. I know that. I accept that. I'm still. I'd rather that they keep putting brand uh, brand new games up on those services for free. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Soulstorm. Excited Soulstorm. for Soulstorm. I hope it's the first. Like odd world I play that doesn't cause me problems, maybe because like that first one on PC, like my video card kept going out, and then that second one I got halfway through, and apparently there's some weirdness with emulation uh, that it doesn't let you change the disc over, so I couldn't finish that game. Pretty so cool. this might be the first odd world that I'm able to play without any problems. Yeah, or smoke oh. will billow out of my PlayStation Five. I I don't know. I mean, you could buy uh. Munch's Odyssey and Stranger's Wrath on Switch <laughs> I was into the first half of that <laughs> yeah. And he said on Switch and, I know uh, <sighs> Yeah, yeah I'd rather not Yeah, I I'd rather agree. not do anything on the Switch I still did it They were cheap enough But I'd rather not oh, I'd rather have them on a real console Hey, speaking of uh, Nintendo consoles And hey, the cost of games Yeah What the fuck is going on with the Nintendo DS? No idea Have you I, seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> hey folks, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? People are paying crazy prices for DS games Yeah, I don't understand what the deal Maybe it's just like it's moving forward Like we already had the absurd prices on Super Nintendo 64 I think even Game Boy Advance stuff was kind of nuts for a while But maybe it's just reached really that point like... This absurd is the thing though Like I So a a complete inbox Game that is sealed still Factory fresh Larry Uh Would sell for like a few hundred dollars Right Like Back back then further back Like there's SNES games that probably sell for 500 bucks Or not great games but they're still in their cellophane Yeah this is a opened and used copy of Pokemon Soul Silver that you just you happen to keep the box and the inserts in the Pokewalker for, and it's selling for like three hundred dollars. Yeah, it's Nintendo insane. fans are bad with money, for one thing. Yes, but finally, Nintendo fans just being terrible creatures financially <laughs> yeah. benefits us. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah. For every bad Twitter argument I've had to get in with a Nintendo fan, I'm finally seeing the other end of it and like getting something from it. Yeah, uh, like, like it I guess it, it... buying Pokemon games was a better investment than AMC. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, to a point. So, uh, like I, I kind of get it because Nintendo's not going to go and re-release these Pokemon games probably ever. Uh, more likely they'll do a remake of something than they will a proper re-release. So specifically, it's Soul Silver, Heart Gold, and uh, Pokemon Black and White are the ones that are worth like quite a bit of money right now. Uh, Pokemon Black and White, I think, is like what 150 bucks or something like that. Complete in box. Yeah, yeah. Diamond and Pearl are not though. Um, those are still worth way more than they should be. They're worth between like 70, 80 dollars. 
but like uh-huh. that's significantly less compared to the other two and i think that is because they are getting they a suck? remake oh well that too they are genuinely awful um yeah. and then x and y are still like reasonably reasonably priced but obviously now i know to hold on to that and uh, just yeah. wait it out a few years i think i still uh, have anyway why i'm not sure i still have mine thankfully um this is the first time I've ever said that about a Pokemon game. That thankfully I still have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Stubbs the Zombie was worth a lot, which is weirder to me considering that remake is coming out. Yeah, I don't uh, know why. Because well, it was worth like some money before, but its price has gone up since the remaster was announced, which makes no sense to me. Well. So No More Heroes and No More Heroes 2 was kind of a similar thing where they announced the remake. And so I was like, well, I really need to get rid of my copy now before the prices drop. Sorry, not remake, re-release. But someone still bought it off me for 60 bucks. Yeah. Which is bizarre because, like, you could just buy that on the Switch. They have dropped now, though. Well, it's a good thing I sold when I did. Yeah, because I found I still had No More Heroes 1. Uh, It was, like, in a different box. And... Yeah, right? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I punched the dusk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Eight minutes, 45 seconds in, George punches <laughs> the mic. Um, So I still had No More Heroes 1, so I looked up the prices for that. It's like 15 bucks. It's eh, not oh, worth geez. it. Mm, maybe I buy No More Heroes 1. <laughs> <laughs> after you now sold that I got two. A... Yeah, after I sold 2. I liked 1 more than I liked 2. Yeah, me so. too. Um. Yeah, uh, I don't think I ever finished. Actually, oh, I finished too. Uh, but you sold that for quite a bit. There was another one that you had that went for like a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, like it's been quite a while since I had to bleep something. Uh, but that's great. What? Uh, because if someone can look at sold listings on eBay, they can oh, see where I didn't live. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. Okay. Well. I'm just trying to set it up so somebody understands that you have all these rare games that they can come and take from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Revenge for telling me I sound like Mandark. Well, thanks. Well, anyway, I need to I need to start selling some stuff because, yeah, I have like a... I don't have a big collection of DS games, but now I know that like half of those are worth some serious money. Yeah, but it's and also... Like, it, it's weird because there's some that I thought would actually have gone up in price, but they didn't. Like, uh, I thought uh, the Mario and Luigi, like, Partners in Time and Bowser's Inside Story would have shot up, but they're, like, yeah. nothing. And Mario Kart game is still only worth, like, $15 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I have Attack of the Saiyans, which is a really, really great, like, uh, JRPG based around a specific arc of Dragon Ball. A good one. And I don't, yeah, and it's a very good game, and I don't think it sold a tremendous amount of copies. And it's kind of like, uh, at this point, I would say it maybe is like hidden gem territory. Oh. And it's worth a decent amount of money. It's like 70, 80 like, bucks. It, that's for the thing, Attack though. The like, it always has been, because I've looked for yeah. it before, and it was basically always around that price. It just hasn't yeah, gone so anywhere. It's, yeah, it's never shot up more than that. And I would have suspected by now it would. Uh, and I could sell that, but at the same time, that is such a weird little oddity that I would mm-hmm. rather keep it. Yeah, yeah, there's stuff like that that I have, like Killer Seven for the GameCube is actually worth it. Yeah, like 
I saw somebody had sold it for $77.77 And that person's great Yes um, But I'm not gonna sell mine Because I like Killer7 a lot And uh, yeah. they have not released it for modern consoles Only on PC Which is annoying I'm, I know a website where you can get Killer7 or the place for, for the PlayStation 4 or 5 or Xbox 1 Series X S etc. Well, let me tell you about the Series S and its emulation capabilities, Larry. Uh-huh. Um no, like I that that is the way that I feel about Soul Silver actually is that I would rather keep it because no, like dump Pokemon it. Silver, well, well I'm going someplace with this. Pokemon Silver is like the only Pokemon game that I really, really like. I still like it. Yeah. Uh, I do not have an original card of Silver, which I bet that's worth a lot of money too. Nope. Uh, but Soul, really? Nope, it's not because I sold mine not that's, that long ago. That's great if Soul Silver is worth more money than the original card. Oh, it is by uh, a long shot. That's the thing is like I I really liked Soul Silver Silver a whole lot. I would rather hold on to it, but it's worth like three hundred dollars, and I would be a fool to not offload this thing. So yeah, exactly. I'm probably going to sell it. Um, but that that is what's weird to me in particular about the DS stuff is I'm no stranger to buying old games on eBay. I've bought a lot of Nintendo sixty four games. Some of those I paid quite a bit of money for, like a inbox copy of. Super Smash Brothers, I think I paid around 70 bucks uh, because it was actually worth more than that at the time and it'll be worth even more down the line. So talk about an investment. Yeah. Uh, but like even then, those games like opened up, but still having all the, the inserts and, and everything in really good condition are not worth as much as some of these DS games. And it's just bizarre to me. Yeah, like I'm looking now, I can tell you Pokemon Silver with a working save battery goes for between forty and fifty dollars. I mean that's still a lot of money, but that is not eh. like comparable to what we're seeing with some of the DS yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's my point. Like Yeah. You would actually just, you would think it would be more considering that's the best Pokemon. Really, yeah, it's just bizarre to me though that the DS is blowing up in that way. Yeah, like um, there's Cart only of Soul Silver, uh, one hundred sixty-two fifty sold. Yep, a couple days ago. Yeah, so I have an ex who had a copy of um, one of the it was either Diamond Pearl or was the 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 one that they released after that that was both of them. I don't remember what the name of it was. Uh, Platinum, but she, yes, she brought that over here at some point, and then we broke up, and she left it here. And it's still here somewhere. I could sell that loose for like probably 60 bucks. Nice. And so I've torn this place apart <laughs> looking for it. And I don't know where it's at because it's such a tiny little mini cart. Yeah. That's like it's driving me insane. How this started was me tearing my place apart looking for, uh, I know I have a foil Blastoise Pokemon card <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> and I don't know where it is because I, I found other Pokemon cards I have, but I can't find. I know I had like this album. And I'm pretty sure I had like a foil Blastoise and a Mewtwo in there. Um, it's just like a family memories album, but you open up <laughs> and there's just like a Blastoise in yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. It's all it's Pokemon cards. Scrapbooking. It's um, one picture of Grandma towards the back, but the rest of it's all Pokemon cards. Yeah. Uh, so I was looking for that and couldn't find it, and then I just happened to be looking through my games and just thought, eh, I wonder what this is worth now. And looked up, it was like, holy God. Yeah. 
that I had to alert you to it. Anyway, the moral of this whole thing is that the collector's market is insane, and uh, yes, if you're into collecting video games, don't. I mean, like not after the fact. Just if you can get them cheap, do it. But it's just don't it's, get into it's this so whole fucked thing. up. Because I constantly think back to this point in time in like the early aughts where. You know, not with the DS, of course, because that was still just kind of new and coming out, but like Nintendo 64, SNES, Genesis games, people were just trying to get rid of them. Like you could get some games that are incredibly rare now for like a couple bucks, a few cents, and they weren't that hard to find. Uh, CRTs, dime a dozen, like Guitar Hero controllers. Like literally could not get rid of them And we're just throwing them away And now they're like worth a fortune If you have a working one All this stuff is incredibly expensive now These older SNES games These Nintendo 64 Genesis games NES, they're all worth way more than they should be Getting CRTs to play them on If you want to go for a more authentic experience That's a nightmare And I can attest to that (laughs) First hand experience Trying to get those now is a complete nightmare uh, getting peripherals to play certain video games on, like Guitar Hero, is also just agonizing. So, yeah, God, it's it's rough. There there was someone on uh, the Facebook Marketplace that was selling... Or no, no, I'm sorry, it was Craigslist. They were selling... Oh, what was it? Oh, uh, the Ninja Turtles arcade game for the NES. For $30. You can find it 15 bucks on eBay, which is not bad. Like, that's a pretty decent game, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind picking that up and, and playing that on the NES now that I have a decent upscaler. Uh, but, like, most of the time you're paying 5 bucks in shipping, so I wanted to send a guy a message seeing if he wouldn't drop his price down to be more in line with what I would be able to get off eBay, and then Craigslist would not load the thing to let me send the email, and I got very pissed off about it. Uh, but this is like what collecting retro games has done to me, where I, I tend to watch Facebook and Craigslist more because that's usually where someone goes to sell the stuff and they have no idea what it's actually worth. Yeah, personally, I think they could like expand their uh, their listings a lot if they would let people list it that weren't just named Craig. Like That seems yeah. kind of like an oversight to me. Yeah, and I think that's why it wasn't letting me send the email because you also have to be named Craig in order to purchase items off of it. Yeah, but it's easier to purchase stuff because you can fake that. Uh, if you sell it, they require photo ID proving that yeah, you're a Craig. Well, I thought I had my custom script running in Firefox. Maybe something went wrong with it when I put the new to- new computer together. I, I Maybe. Don't... <sighs> No, I, I will often see listings of people just being like, I have a stack of PlayStation 2 games, they're five bucks each. Uh, but unfortunately, nice. like most of the time, it's just a lot of like sports games and things yeah. like that that I wouldn't care about. Or it's like, hey, I set a Big Mac down on this copy of Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> so the case is all fucked. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, seeing a Big Mac on it wouldn't do that much to it. There's... A, a low main then They just dumped like a handful oh. low main Down on top of like there's gunk all over it It looks disgusting MSGTA3 <laughs> I thought that was pretty good Hey was pretty good. Uh, are, but are, yeah, we, that's, uh, are we done with this? Yes, Please the, god the Fringy, <laughs> the Fringy section of the podcast is over with that's right. Larry's <laughs> got his Latinum I'm, I'm set to get mine I'm, We're all good Yeah 
So, but it is it's nice to revisit the collector's market every now and then and just take in how fucked it is. Uh, it's all terrible. Oh, it's the worst. So, hey, here I have a question for you. Mhm. Do you, you know the Great British Bake Off, right? I love it. Sure. One of my yeah. favorite shows. I don't get it. it. I'm be. not entertained by it, but it's you a, seem to be a big fan. I've never even watched it. I've given it a shot. No, you haven't. You have I've not. seen a few clips on YouTube that's, that you might have sent to me. That's not uh, the same. told me to watch under threat to no, my didn't. safety and my family's safety. I have not sent any clips except for maybe the Tom DeLonge cake. That's the only one I can think of because I don't know of any other things sent, where I would you just... You sent me a bunch clip. of like this one particular sad sack that they could not get rid of. Oh, yeah, Was well, yeah, that yeah. a different thing? Okay. I think... Yeah, maybe. It was maybe me. I don't know. It, it was one particular guy who you were like, it was making it hard to watch the show because he was like genuinely the worst at everything oh, he did. Yeah. And oh. he was, he looked like a gigantic like man baby or something. And then like they would, they refused to get rid of him and it was driving you insane. And so you were like, you have to see all these clips so you know who I'm talking about. I don't remember. I watched them because I'm a good friend. This, I know I hated Rahul from one season because his whole thing, he was like, uh, that's his, him. No, it wasn't because he won. He was the winner of that season. What? Uh, yeah, well, maybe it was someone else. So it, it wasn't okay. him. He was like an Indian guy. He didn't look like a man baby, uh, but he his whole thing was like, "Oh, I'm no good. I'm, just, I'm sorry. Oh, I can't no, believe you're being so about nice him. about my cakes." <laughs> I think this is obnoxious. what I'm thinking about, and I'm just misremembering it. Maybe I think the man baby thing came from you doing these impressions <laughs> and it just sounding like a baby that was able to bake cakes, crying about the cakes that he baked. He was awful. Ruby should have yeah. won. Anyway, uh, so Ahmed, what if there was a show like Bake Off, except it was about making swords and now, knives? That's watchable. Yeah, that I could get into. See. And it includes weapons tests like on Deadliest Warrior. I can't believe you're being so nice about my sword. <laughs> uh, I actually, the one clip I saw was them doing like a Hitori Hanzo sword. Yeah. And two just going fucking wild on like gelatin, like torsos yeah. filled with fake blood, just spurting everywhere, <laughs> yep. just geysers of it. And then, like, bamboo, uh, like, shoots that they would chop in half. And then this, this one, like, Brian Posehn, if he hit the gym for, uh-huh. like, a solid year. And then Norm Chan from Testa.com <laughs> next to him. Just much smaller, <laughs> this little boy. He's like Norm Tom Chan's Holland. sword. Yes. Uh, Tom Holland Chan's sword got bent to fucking shit every yeah. time the guy swung it. So, like, the first time it's... Just got this huge, like, bent, like, right in the middle of it, but they still have to use the sword. And then the second time looks like, it looks like like if in a Looney Tunes cartoon, someone tried to stab a character and the sword, like, became an accordion. (laughs) Yeah. I I thought you were going to say, like, when Bugs ties uh, Elmer Fudd's gun in a knot. (laughs) I mean, that's accurate, too. Yeah. It's just, it's all fucked up, and so they're like... We had other tests we were going to get to, but your sword is unsafe. Get yeah. the hell out. Yeah. Uh, so the show is called Forged in Fire. It airs on the History Channel, apparently. I only found out about it a couple of days ago because I was looking for Deadliest Warrior clips and found this. I was like, oh, man, 
It's like the best parts of Deadliest Warrior. Um, so it it's a it's just like Bake Off basically in that uh, except every episode is new contestants. They bring in four people. They will show them a knife or sword or something, usually knife for this first round, and they'll be, be they'll be like you have like three or four hours to make this, and they'll usually say has to be out of this material and sometimes it's like it has to be part of this car or it could just be like there are all of these materials of different diameters you have to use three different diameters and fuse them together to make the knife and so in the first round they kind of just make the blade and tang essentially and then one of them gets booted off whoever has the worst one then in the second round they refine it further um, which usually is like adding handles or pommels or guards or something to it, and then they get judged again. And that's when they do the test. Usually it will be one for durability, and then one to see how the edge uh, has been retained, edge retention. Yeah. So it'll be and like, that's the one with the aforementioned example that no, he got booted off on, right? No, it's not. Okay. Well, well, those that's the final round. I'll get to that. This one, okay. the the knife one will usually be like, um, they will chop a bunch of stuff, and it's like, it doesn't matter what it does to the item, what we're looking for is what it does to your knife. Uh, so, wow. for example, there's one where they did like a army dagger, and they just like stab a bunch of holes in gas cans with it. And then the second phase of that is to see what the uh, edge retention was like after doing that, where they'll like try to cut a rope or a pig carcass or something like that, like racks of ribs, I don't know. Um, and the important thing, well, then the last round, they um, when they have two people left, they can go to their home forge. They'll give them like that's where you get like the big swords. It'll be like you're going to make a a knight templar crusader sword or a an o katana, and then they will give them the specifications. And they go home for a few days to make it, and then come back. Then when they come back, they will do a kill test, which is where they do it on the dummies. And then, again, like the durability and then edge retention tests for those. And then they determine who the winner is. The winner gets $10,000 reduce. But the important so what thing you're saying here, is if I want a stimulus, I need to get into, like, making swords. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the important mm. thing here is everybody's having a great time. It's much like Bake Off in that it's very positive. Everybody's like, yeah, you know, I lost, but I learned a lot, and that kind of thing. It doesn't get into sob stories for the contestants. They just come in, they have like 15 seconds where they're like, hey, I'm Jim Bob. I make swords at my home forge. It's uh, converted from an outhouse. And then um, <laughs> that's basically it. There's one guy who was trying to make the Okatana I was talking about, where he's like, this thing's longer than most of the swords I make. So I just, uh, I, I was trying to come up with something I can quench it in. Uh, here's this fiberglass tub I use for cleaning guns, and that caught on fire. Uh, <laughs> he's like, here's a tip. Uh, don't use things that catch on fire because fiberglass will. <laughs> he was having a great time. Um <laughs> But this extends to like the judges. I burned my whole home down. Glad to be here. He almost really need the ten thousand dollars. He he almost did. Uh, it was a lot of fire. Um, Jesus Christ. And um, 
but the judges also are just having a good time chopping. Like they they just love chopping. Um. Oh, that dude when he went wild on the uh, yeah. on the gelatin torso, like he was <laughs> into it. Oh, man. he's the best. Uh, Doug Markaida, he's like southeastern martial arts or something like that. And yeah, his whole thing is what he's saying. It will kill, and he like smiles at them, and he's always like, "All right, you ready to go? Give me your sword, hua!" <laughs> and just like runs over and starts stabbing things. The sheer um, amount of glee that is on him when he is doing this is impressive. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, that that's who you want to have as the host of a show where you just take swords and chop shit up, and then like grade the swords. You yeah. want someone who's way into chopping shit up. Yeah, so the actual host is this other guy But he's just, you know He's like, alright, it's time for the first round Here's what you need to do Like, that's his thing He looks oddly like Gary Goleman Especially because mm. uh, apparently in earlier episodes He had longer hair that looked very similar to Gary Goleman's um, And then the producers were like Look, people are confusing you for Gary Goleman We need to do something <laughs> about this hair Yeah, maybe I don't want to give the audience the wrong impression Um, So... Netflix just has a collection of episodes Like I don't think it's from any specific season Because it's like 30 or 40 of them um, Oddly the first ones in that collection Is like a two part redemption special Where they got people who lost before And they got to come back and try it again Which was a pretty good episode two Episodes Oh and then also sometimes you just get really weird stuff from it Like the, I watched one where they make a cane sword and Ooh. they say like cane swords have appeared in many movies. What do you think the movie is that they would say a cane sword famously appeared in? Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I don't know if there's a cane sword in that, but I'm assuming that there was. Uh, I don't know, maybe. But you're actually closer, kind of, than I expected. No, oh. you would think Zadoichi, right? Oh yeah, sure. Like if I wanted to give the actual answer, not the answer that they would give. Yeah. Yes. Right. Not who framed Roger Rabbit. Oh God, there was a case <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, judge. It shows like a sepia tinted picture of Judge Doom with his cane <laughs> well, that's sword. How you know it's an older movie, Larry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's great. Uh, I've watched like four or five episodes in the past couple days since. Discovering it uh, It's a really good relaxation show I'm learning a lot I've learned about bar stock I've learned about heat tempering Or heat treating Which is also I think called tempering Quenching, you gotta quench you Gotta look for the grain structure of the steel You know, because if you quench it twice Then it, the grain structure gets all messed up And then When they try to stab the gas can It just snaps off and they're like, well, that's the end of you. Get out of here, schmuck. Let's take a look at this green footage. <laughs> Roll that beautiful green footage. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't think that. So I didn't know that they're like cycling people out every episode. I thought it would be like a whole season. You get these two people and they're, I don't know, they're competing for points or something like that. By the end, you, you crowd a winner. Yep. Um, I would think initially like, oh, you wouldn't have enough weirdos into forging swords to be able to rotate people out every single episode but there's a lot of that on youtube yeah just people making weapons yeah there's just a whole like little market of videos on youtube that just exists and one of them that you had linked me wasn't quite making a weapon but it was still doing something with a weapon that somebody had made 
uh, was this guy who had like Cloud's Buster Sword. Oh yeah, yeah. And he he bought a like uh, an exoskeleton to be able to actually wield it because the torque on that is like 150 pounds or something, and so you can't lift it up. Uh, and it like he broke the exoskeleton before he even got to be able to use the Buster Sword. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, so instead like they just hired to, like, like steady like, cams uh, and stuff. Yeah, so it was like relatively cheap as far as exoskeletons go. Uh, because it was also made in China, which is why it broke. Um. <laughs> nice. <laughs> why is he like bought it off AliExpress? What the fuck was he expecting? Yeah. Well, he also like added extra springs to it and stuff, and the whole thing was like all of the exoskeleton basically hinged on that one pin or whatever it was that fell out. Yes. But yeah, it's but a good the, video the point is, it, it was a very, it was a very cheap pin, which is why yeah. it just snapped. Uh, and it took off part of the metal that would have stabilized the pin with it, if I remember right. But he he put in other ones in there that made it more stable. But but even then, like he got the sword up, but like he couldn't wield it properly. But yeah, it's a good video. I I won't spoil where they eventually go with it, but the ending of that thing is is pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, but I like weird stuff like that on YouTube. Like just here's these absolute maniacs who are just making weapons in their yeah. spare time or. Yeah, I got a stimulus check. I'm going to blow it on something real dumb. Yeah. Um, There's also so, weapons adjacent. So, yes, <laughs> I, I recommend Forged in Fire. It's a good show. Uh, I don't... So, I thought History Channel stuff was on Disney+, Plus, but apparently not. Like, I, I can't guess, keep track of any of it anymore. Well, I guess they have their own app or streaming service or something. Because... Yeah. Though I don't know if that's something where it's like it's actually it's free with ads or if it's something you have to subscribe to. I have no idea. I've not looked into it. Not. Um, Isn't it, it Nat Geo that's on Disney Plus? Yes, it is. But I thought History was also on there because I think it's also okay. Same company, or maybe maybe it's Warner Brothers, Warner Media. So maybe it would be on who, HBO Max. Who knows yeah, I, who I owns know. what at this point, man? Yeah, exactly. I, I can't tell what is on what service for that matter. Like what's on Netflix versus what's on HBO Max. HBO Max, I just assume has everything because HBO Max seems a little ridiculous. It has a lot. Uh, um, yeah. So like, does HBO Max have Star Treks? No, Amazon Prime does. <sighs> um. Damn it. So like, looking here, Fortune and Fire. I'm looking on Just Watch. It says that Netflix has one season. Although, like I said, that's not really one season uh and then history has eight seasons history.com uh hulu has four the roku channel has four whatever that is oh i, I just i have a roku tv maybe i can get roku channel for free i don't know i think the roku channel is just there like it plays with ads but it's just here's a bunch of videos we have that are free that would be all right so i th- I might check that after this. Yeah, uh, but I'm, just I'm pop it on. reasonably sure that's what that is. Uh, Prime Video has one season. I'm guessing that's probably the same as the Netflix one. Um, but yeah, and then there's a bunch of yeah, even then that's that's the thing. If it's if it's Fubo? on multiple services, if it's on multiple services, then even then you have to figure out like okay, well who has the most of it? Yeah, <laughs> like what who's missing what amount of content? Right. Uh, I mean, at least in this case. It doesn't matter what order you watch it in. It's fine. Yeah, I guess. But, like, my thing recently was uh, 
so Red Letter Media put out a review of Star Trek Season 1, uh, The Next Generation Season 1. And I got me thinking again that maybe I should give it a shot. Um, mm. I had proposed a bet to you that if uh, if Prince, what's his fucking face? Why Philip. am I blanking on his name? If Prince Philip dies before Betty White, that you would then have to watch all of Evangelion. Wait, no. It's the other way around. Oh, the other way around. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, my brain is mush. Like daylight savings time has fucked me up real Shut bad. Up. I'm, I'm still it's very an hour. tired. <laughs> it's not enough time for me. That's the most takes me like three hours to wake like, up. Oh, daylight savings time. Uh, <laughs> it's messed me up for I a whole it. month. It's an hour. It does. One night. Not everyone's at peak physical condition like you, Larry. Break off. <laughs> Some. It doesn't help that it's been like snowing here in the morning. It's been like pitch black at 8 a.m. So I've been like sleeping past my alarm. Um, yeah, what, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, Star Trek and <laughs> Betty White. Yes. So <laughs> Our two main topics of conversation. What are you talking about? How could you forget? <laughs> I remembered very quickly. I recovered. Uh, yeah. So the, the other end of that bet was either I watch all of Star Trek The Next Generation or I watch all of Doctor Who. I'm willing to take that bet if it's the next generation because I feel that it is equivocal to Evangelion in the sense that it's something that will probably bore the shit out of me. It's like Evangelion, your thing is you're just going to find that boring. Oh, yeah. Uh, Doctor Who. I don't think Doctor Who is a... I don't think Doctor Who is a boring show. I think Doctor Who is probably very engaging and dynamic. My issue with Doctor Who is I bet I would find it just obnoxious as shit. Maybe. Like... I would probably be very annoyed by that series. The thing is, I feel like it would come and go. I think you would probably find David Tennant very annoying. I think oh, you, definitely. Would, you would probably be alright with Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. Yeah, because like, that's kind of my issue too, is I bet there are probably certain Doctor Whos that I would enjoy. David Tennant is just like kind of the the ultimate Doctor Who, he's the one that everyone kind of trots out as like, oh, this is the best Doctor Who, this is where Doctor Who got really good for everybody, got very popular and blew up. It's not quite true, I mean, like, it's always been popular over there, but like over here, I fear, is where we kind of latched onto it with David Tennant. Over there. Over there. Um, With those people. Eat beans on toast. Can't trust them. Why we beat them in a war. Like every time they're just like, you make fun of us because of our pies full of fish. Well, you found one really obscure thing that only one weirdo <laughs> over there in America makes and you're just as bad. This one lady's dumping condensed milk on donuts. Americans are bizarre. <laughs> I was watching that lady make that. I was thinking like, no, this lady's a fucking weirdo. Like nobody eats like this over here. What the I, hell? I was looking at that and thinking that probably tastes pretty good and would also give you diabetes in one bite. Yeah, that is all of your calories for the day in like a couple bites. I would not do that. Yeah. Uh anyway, like point is I every time I've seen David Tennant in something I've not liked David Tennant. So I probably would hate that season of Doctor Who. I've, uh, I've liked him in other stuff, but I, I do find him obnoxious as the Doctor. Yeah. Anyway, point is, though, that, like, the next generation, I bet, is largely boring. And I say this because that Red Letter Media review 
for the first season <laughs> is a lot of like two people who really like Star Trek saying, do not watch anything from this season. It sucks and is very boring. Yeah, but Tasha so, Yar's I'm... a babe. She is. That's that's uh, the one reason to watch season one. Well, she comes back later off, off. Killed off by a tar monster. Yeah, but she comes back later on two different times and they still treat her character like absolute dog shit, which is like one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah. They they bring her back to life in an episode, and then like in another episode they just offhand mention like, uh, she got killed while on Romulus. Here's yeah. her Romulan half daughter. Yeah. Who looks exactly like her. Um anyway, I'm still willing to take that bet right here and now if it's the next generation. Because I, I do think that between the two, the main thing is that they are dull as hell. Alright, fine, I'll do it, even though I know this is going to end badly for everyone involved. Like no yes. matter what, who no matter who wins, we lose. Both yeah. of us. Uh there's also more the, next generation than there is Doctor Who, I think, because those are like hour long episodes. Also I've already watched like half of Evangelion. Um but You did. Now um, I had to watch it all over again. Yeah. That's fine. You gotta get up to like episode sixteen is the turning point because that's when someone bought uh Anno a book about depression and he decided <laughs> to completely change what the series was. Alright. Um That's like I, I'm with you on Evangelion is the first half of that show is almost unwatchable. It is incredibly boring, but there is a turning point where the tone of that show completely changes and it becomes one of the most fascinating things I've seen out of that, like out of anime. I mean, I love end of Evangelion. That's a fantastic movie. It's, it's, it's just that for half of that series mm. is the thing. It's like that tone because again, literally someone gave Anno a book about like mental illness and he was fascinated by it, and he went in that direction. Uh, is this why you I like Anno sixteen oh two so much? It is because it reminds me of Evangelion. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, is that the Evangelion guy? Yeah. Uh, no, I I really do think that you would like the second half of that show. Is just I understand the slog up to that point is interminable. So your oh, punishment yeah. if if Betty White dies is you have to make that slog again. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I look forward to watching Star Trek The Next Generation because <laughs> Philip will almost certainly die before Betty White. Well, like, was it 150 episodes or something? Yep. You had that conversation with someone once who's a big Star Trek fan, and you were like, hey, what ones are worth watching? And they're like, I don't know, there's like 12 good episodes in that show. No, like, I got the list, and it's something like 60. That's not so bad. That's like half. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know you're not good at math, but not quite. <laughs> but yeah it's it's, uh... it's, it's great because that that tng review on red letter media i have seen a few episodes from the first season of star trek i've seen of course the the first one about farpoint station i've seen one that seemed like a very racist holdover like this was a script that they had in the 60s that they absolutely reused is that all of them though that's actually like i yeah so i think that is like Yes and no, like there's definitely stuff that got held over from phase two, but then there's a lot of it, at least like this is new to me from that review where they're kind of pulling footage of like interviews and stuff and people saying that like they would turn in the scripts and then Gene Roddenberry would just start like ripping out pages and just Not changing sexy it. sexy enough. <laughs> there's too much conflict. <laughs> it needs to be more boring. Yeah. 
Uh, but like Gene was against most of the cast and crew of that show, and the cast and crew was like against Gene, which is part of why that show took the trajectory it did was everybody butting heads and Gene had too much control over stuff. Like one of his mandates was you can't have conflict between the actual crew members in the Enterprise, which of course would just make for a very boring storytelling. Oh yeah. Uh, and so the, the first few seasons are largely defined by those kind of mandates. I also um, think that's kind of just how Star Trek works. Like, uh, yeah, from what I can tell, like the early DS nine is mostly kind of just like them trying to do the next generation again. Like they just made the same mistake they did with TNG where they were trying to yes make and, the original series again. Yes. And no, like the, there's definitely stuff like that in there, but I do think as far as specifically conflict between crew members, like there's a lot of crew members yelling at each other oh, in I, the first I, season of I know that. I, I just mean the general plots yeah. and everything. They seem very similar to TNG. Yeah, kind of plot framework and the fact that it is uh, not really trying to tell this very interconnected story like it eventually would. Because yeah. that's like, even in TNG, like you would have some stuff that is just like, oh, we're dealing with the Borg again. But with DS9, it was like full seasons had story arcs. Yeah. Which was a first, uh, but yeah, that like first couple seasons of DS9 is just self-contained episodes, not really working towards any bigger picture or anything like that. I mentioned the Dominion a few times. I think like the first time the Dominion even gets mentioned, it's, it's just like second. an offhand thing. Yeah, it's the episode where Quark is like trading weapons or something, or yeah, no, he's trading, just like, like oh, berry juice or something like that. Yeah, he's like, oh, there's this thing called the Dominion out here. They love this wine made out of this berry, I bet. I'm going to go sell some of it. And, like, that's yeah. your first introduction to what becomes, like, a multi-season main villain. Which I wonder... Just out there you, doing genocide. You saw the documentary, so you'd probably know, but I feel like they probably... Like, that was just, like, an offhand thing that was not really meant to become anything. I That's kind of the sense I got from it They didn't talk about it too much But they did bring up like yeah the first time we mentioned the Dominion It was just in this episode That it wasn't really treated as like the serious thing uh, Yeah like I, I've always kind of been curious about the next generation and, and more so after watching DS9 I still suspect I'd hate a lot of it uh, Even though those first two seasons From my understanding Suffer under Gene Roddenberry's mandates Like I've seen stray episodes here and there From further seasons And they're still pretty fucking dull yeah, I. Although I also I really like the idea of your brain becoming even more infected with Star Trek knowledge. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I figure I already know enough through osmosis and watching yeah. DS Nine and reading some stuff on Memory Alpha, so I might as well just go deeper. I mean, like I know the characters and everything from TNG, but like, yeah. when you get into this now, you're going to have like plot lines in your head. You're going to That's be right. the Mike. Of just saying like, hey, this reminds me of that episode <laughs> Oh no, this may be a bad idea after all I mean, I watched some of Voyager and a little bit of Enterprise uh... So I mean, if anyone was, between the two of us, if anyone was going to do this It's me Yeah It can't be as bad as Enterprise, I just refuse to believe that Oh no, absolutely not I have a feeling it will be on the level of entertainment as Voyager just for different reasons. Voyager had its own problems, but I was Robert not... Picardo. Yeah, Void... Robert Picardo throughout all of Voyager is great. Sure. He's a hologram and he's made the most human character on that show. I know I've talked about that before, but it's similar to things that Star Trek has done in the past, is take these characters who, at first, it didn't seem like they were going to be major players and, like, giving them some of the most humanizing 
stories to work with, like Odo is that. When you first see Odo, you think he's just going to be the comic foil to Quark. Uh-huh. And then Odo the becomes Inspector one of Zenigata the most... to Quark's Luthan yeah. the Third. Exactly. And then Zenigata gets some of Oh, no, it's Zenigata. I was going to say Zenigata gets some of the best character growth. <laughs> but I mean Odo. Odo gets some of the best character growth. Uh, and then, of course, like Data, I guess, is that in the next generation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess I'll be watching the next generation at some point. I'll have to re-up my Netflix subscription. Because I'm very yeah. good at bets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean ideally, you end up watching Evangelion. It'd be better to just get to Paramount Plus, right? That'd be cheaper than Netflix. Probably, yeah, probably would be cheaper. I've been debating just, like, buying the box set. Because, I don't know, I got, mm. like, I still want to buy the DS9 box set just to have it. I have the TNG Blu-rays of Seasons. Let me check. I just have to mail those to me. And it's not on this shelf next to me. I have to get out. This shelf ends with Space Dandy. <laughs> oh, Space Dandy's a good show. One through I three. Watch Space Dandy again. You know the good oh, ones. Oh well, yeah, you got the best ones. I, <laughs> Mike and Rich on that on that episode uh, do insist that like season three is where everything gets good. So. Oh, yeah. I'm, you have like one third of that is probably pretty solid. It was just a case where those would show up on Amazon for like ten bucks, and so I thought, ah, eh, maybe watch this yeah. eventually. Yeah, you made the mistake that I think everyone makes, which is, oh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. People say that's good. I should start at the beginning. Seems yeah. like a bad idea. Yes, and it does. I don't just I don't just say that because Rich Evans said it. I say that because from experience, I tried to watch that first season. And I, I made it like five episodes in and I bailed. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, like I, I kind of want to get the box set to DS9 just because I've at, at multiple points. Like I just see a clip of DS9 end up on YouTube and I'm like, oh, that episode was great. I kind of want to just like watch that, but I don't want to pay for Netflix and just watch this one episode and don't touch it for a month. Like, yeah, if I had the box set, I could just pull the disc out, put it in, watch an episode, put it back in the box. Yep. So I'm fortunate that thing is... Uh, Kind of holds in price around like 70, 80 bucks. It's soul silver not, money though. But that's not too bad for like seven seasons. No, no, it's decent. Uh, I do wish they'd give it a Blu ray, but they will not. It, so, that will just exist on DVD. Like, for... Speaking of Paramount Plus, that seems like that would be their opportunity to do that, right? Like remaster yeah, DS9, put so... out like an episode or two every week. So again, that, that documentary makes a point of this, that the issue with remastering DS9 is the incredible amount of CGI that they yeah. were doing in that show compared to The Next Generation, which it had some, but not nearly as much. And so the cost evaluation for that, for CBS, Paramount, like, is it worth doing a remaster of this for the cult following that it does have? Or is it better just kind of let it exist as it does? And if that helps them make their numbers Well see that's what I'm saying If they did remaster it and just sort of put up An episode or two every week On their new streaming service It might drive subscribers And then later they can put it out on Blu-ray or something if they want And double dip also on CBS. it Also yeah. CBS And they and this is like the uh, team at CBS That thought Discovery was a good idea And also some garbage cartoon That looks like Rick and Morty And Picard. So I don't 
and Picard. So yeah, I don't think <laughs> they give a shit about DS9. I mean, well, look, Patrick Stewart read the scripts and they were so good. He had to come back. Yeah. Patrick Stewart so many... needed money. <laughs> there were so many stories they could have done with Picard. And that's the one they went with, Robo- Ro- Robot Picard. Yeah, just becomes a robot man. R- Reaper from Mass Effect. That's it. Christ. Star Trek is so fucking bad. Everything after DS9. Christ. Everything before DS9. <laughs> yeah, everything is just not DS9. Yeah. I've seen a couple episodes of the original series that were all right. Mm. Uh, specifically, the Tribbles. The Tribbles one is good. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. There, okay. there is one. There's a clip I watched of one. This is where the podcast gets racist, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> oh, this is it? <laughs> this is the part. It's about time. <laughs> so there's a clip of, like, it was Spock and Kirk, and they've traveled back in time to, like, I don't know, like, 1930s, 1940s New York. And so Kirk is just like, we'll have no trouble fitting in here. Look, there's some clothes hanging out on this fire escape. I'm just going to grab them. We'll dress up. We'll get ourselves a disguise. And they turn around, and there's just an old-timey police officer staring at them. And so Kirk and Spock have to make up an excuse for what they're doing. And uh, Kirk's just like, well, my friend here is obviously Chinese. (laughs) Okay. To try to excuse the fact that he looks like a goddamn alien. (laughs) He's just like... (laughs) It's like Leonard um, Nimoy doing that Australian accent in that show. Not quite, because, like, Spock is the straight man in this, and so he's just playing it completely straight, but, like... Kurt's trying to come up with this excuse for his ears. He's like, no doubt you've noticed his ears. Uh, it was the result of him misusing a cotton picker, and his head got, what? like, trapped inside of it, and it fucked his ears up. But thankfully, there was what? an American missionary who was killed in plastic surgery. Okay. <laughs> just, it wasn't, like, exactly a cotton picker. It was some sort of, like, automated, like, picker thing that got his ears stuck in it and fucked his ears up or something. But, like, his initial excuse is just like, well, clearly, he's just a Chinaman. (laughs) It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, Kirk. Please, sir, my Chinese friend got his ears all fucked up. They were caught in. (laughs) They just knock the cop out and run. (laughs) They just just do the the little Vulcan pinch and they knock the cop out, which is what they should have done from the start. And then they run away with stolen clothes. Yeah. Uh, but like Jesus Christ, like I'm watching that clip and Kirk immediately just goes to like, oh well he's Chinese. Retro corner. Anyway. <laughs> look, point is for as much as people like to paint original series Star Trek as being very progressive and for that time on TV it it was. Oh yeah. There's still a lot of shit in that. That's oh, yeah, not yeah. good. Uh, female characters are still just written as well. As she's the blonde on the show, and this one's the brunette. Yes, I also watched the video. Retro corner. Enough Star Trek talk. It's fine. That's it for Star Trek. Yes. Okay. Um. Uh, I am into super fighting robots, uh, specifically Mega Man. Super we talked about robots. Mega Man. Uh, yeah. Like Teleroboxer for the Virtual Boy. No, but that should have been on the list. Maybe I take off Beyond Oasis. 
Teleroboxer Boxer was good. Virtual boy First games. person punch out. Uh, what if we did a stream where we played all the virtual boy games? Because there's only like 10 of those. <laughs> it's like Teleroboxer, Boxer, the Wario Land game that's also really good. Mario I'd probably Tennis. have to get like an, an inch away from the screen so I can get really good and sick and like get a wicked headache. That way what? it's like more authentic. Waterworld Jack Brothers, the first Shin Megami Tensei game released in the yeah. US. Yep. Uh, uh, there wasn't Mario Tennis. There was the original Mario Brothers. There was a Wario game. There was. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to see if I remember all the games. There's like a Tetris one, but it's like you're looking down the well. Yes. Which I bet would be like really hard to play in emulation because I'm sure that needs like some sort of pseudo 3D effect. Yeah. Like. Well, yeah, that was the right whole thing it. is that it was yeah. 3D, kind of. Yeah. Oh War- God! Wario Land, you could like jump into the background and stuff. Like, yeah, it was cool. I I really like that Wario game actually. There are some neat games on that thing that I think just suffer from the fact that like the Virtual Boy, yeah, will split your fucking head open. <laughs> and just like, and also it's, it's just very inconvenient to yeah. play. Yeah, uh, and also red and black only. Yeah. Which, but if you had stuff also, like that, that would be kind of its own issue if you were streaming it or something, because like the compression oh, yeah. on that would just look like garbage. Possibly, yeah. It, it would. It would almost certainly look fine in a recording. Is the thing, but but streaming it would be awful. No, even recording the bitrate if you don't have it up. Well, hey, like, get, red and black news, is like the worst possible thing. <laughs> Good news. We do a show alternating every other week uh, on Fridays called Failure to Launch, where we look at the launch lineup of video game systems. And the Virtual Boy is a video game system. Yeah. Uh, we will have to take a look at it at some point. So we will find out what the uh, compression on that is. Can't, can't be too far from now, actually. Because what's next? PlayStation. PlayStation, yeah. But yes, I, I should go back and, and carbon date the Virtual Boy and, and figure out when that came out. Because I do wonder if that uh that had to have been before the PlayStation, right? I don't think so. I think it was after. It, it might have been. Okay. I'm not sure. I need to take a look at that because... Okay, so yeah, PlayStation was also 95. August 1995. Or wait, was PlayStation 94? I thought it was 95. I think it was 95 here and uh, 94 in Japan. That sounds right, because the N64 is 96. Yeah. Okay, we also had to look at the... Oh, no, we did Sega Saturn. That's uh, right. I forgot yes. for a second. Oh, so in the U.S., the Virtual Boy came out first, so I guess that's what we're doing Friday. Great. <laughs> I got to get that set up tonight. Because uh, PlayStation came out in September of 95 in North America. Yeah, the... The list, uh, so I had only realized it after you had brought up the Virtual Boy. The list that I'm going off of does not mention the Virtual Boy. Yeah, I think they'd rather Why everybody just forget about it. Yeah, great. Anyway, Mega Man. I wanted to talk about the Mega Mans because uh, we've talked okay. about the Mega Man X series, which I have uh, wildly different opinions on. Uh, the first three of those games, great. The second three of those games, trash. Mega what? Man Legends. No, hold Love on it. a second. You liked four, didn't you? F four was like okay. Ah, four is fine. Come on, right. come five on. and six are terrible. Check the tape; they're terrible. Six Mega Man Legends, bad. okay. Weird to me that Tiesel wanted to fuck that baby robot, but I guess he's in jail now, <laughs> and uh, he's dead. Remember? Oh, right, he's dead. All right. <laughs> 
That's even better. He's baby's all grown up. That, that baby's all grown up, and he's got a documentary that he's in on HBO. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it turns on Twitter every now and then. Why Teasel Bone fans are upset about that new documentary? As if the answer weren't very obvious from the fact that there's a documentary about him. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, no sex perverts in the original Mega Man series, which is the only Mega Man uh, that we've yet to talk about. At least the only Mega Man that matters. I don't give a shit about the EXE series or any of that, that other no. stuff. It's, oh, God. I remember kids playing that on the bus all the time and, and friends trying to talk me into playing it, and it always looked terrible to me. I remember wanting to like Mega Man Battle Network and trying, and like, I think I played two of them, and each time I never finished it. I was just like, this. It's yeah. not good. It's not my Mega Man. And then they did the crap where, because Pokemon was a success, they were like, we need to make two versions of this thing. No, you don't. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, remember when they did that with, like, a Spyro game? It's like, yeah. Spyro Orange version? Uh, it was, like, Purple was the other one. Was it that, or was that, like, Spyro and Crash? It was Spyro and Crash, but there was, like, two different versions of the game, okay, and they yeah. color-coded them. Yeah. Well, I think it's that one you played as Spyro and one you played as Crash or something. Sure, but the, but the point is, like, the color-coding, like, naming yeah, scheme yeah, of that yeah, is still yeah, very yeah, much yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But also, they didn't need to make that two games. They could have just made that one game. So it was yeah. still just a very, like, hey, we you can sell the same game basically twice. Pokemon taught us that. Yeah. Sonic and Knuckles should have taught people that. Speaking of Shin Megami Tensei, remember Demi Kids? Oh, right. Yes, I do. I never played it. Me either. Remember Metabots? Remember Beyblade? Remember Big Bad Beetleborgs? This is our new podcast <laughs> segment, Remember? Or we just say things. <laughs> Only we 90s kids will remember! Remember Dixie Cups with the little <laughs> swoosh? Yeah, sure. Remember Nike? Remember oh, slap God. bracelets? <laughs> Remember they hit cut clips? Your wrist. Remember the things you put in toothbrushes that would play you 20 seconds of a song? They had KISS toothbrushes. Your kid could listen to KISS while he brushes his teeth. Just have rock and roll all night, vibrating in your child's skull. Remember taking poison Tylenol? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm an 80s kid. <laughs> My mom gave me poison Tylenol all the time. It didn't work. I'm still here, Mom. Uh, right, Mega Man. <laughs> Ten of these fuckers to talk about. So uh, when I made this list, I put Mega Man nine and ten on it, which I should not have done because it kind of goes came out like uh, PlayStation two era and back. And Mega Man nine and ten they came out during the three sixty PlayStation three era. And I suppose there's an argument to make at this point about like nostalgia around those systems and and them progressively becoming more quote unquote retro. But not on the list. But I put these on there because I wanted to talk about the original Mega Man games, which I've played a million times, and I didn't want to occupy like eight slots on the list with these Mega Man games. So I put nine and ten because I hadn't played them. Uh, but we're going to talk about the original Mega Man series as kind of a retrospective. 
because uh, I enjoy these games a whole lot. These uh, I, I played them a lot as a kid because my my grandpa was NES. He was always rotating Mega Man games out on them. He was renting them all the time, uh, and he owned four, which is my favorite one. And I, I now have a copy of four. So I'm, I'm very happy that the one that he actually bought was the one that I like the most. Is four the one with Skull Man? I think so. Is that the one with Pharaoh Man? It's the one with Junk Man, who has my single favorite theme out of any Junk like Man. Mega Man level. I love Junk Man. Junk Criminally Man's underrated Junk literal Man. Literal garbage. One of the worst. <laughs> but he has the best theme. And you have to shoot all the garbage the on like the compactor. Uh, yeah, doop, boop, 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 doop, boop, boop, doop. Well, that's a shitty theme. Like that. <laughs> that's the worst theme I've ever heard. <laughs> I'll link it to you after the podcast. I, I can't believe that's your favorite. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so here's also my problem with Mega Man, though. Okay. Is whenever I play these games, I pretty much play them back to back. And so they all kind of just blur together. Just a pastiche of robot masters. And I stop remembering who is from what game. It yep. all gets twisted around in my head. Me too. You know what my favorite uh, Mega Man theme is? It huh. goes, like, goes like this. Yeah. That's Skullman. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Skullman. It's Vampire Man's well, theme. Unrelated to this, but just because you brought up like vampires, uh, I was thinking about buying like some Castlevania carts recently. Uh-huh. Those are expensive, so I'm not doing that. Well, Castlevania right, Two. <laughs> Castlevania Two, very affordable. Not sure why. <laughs> Yeah, I can't think of any reasons why nobody would want Castlevania 2. It's just weird to me that the first and the third ones are the ones that are really expensive, but the second one's not? What's up with that? It's weird to me the first one is, actually, because I would think there are so many copies of that out there that it wouldn't be expensive. Yeah. Three makes I've sense. Still been t- I've still been tempted to drop the money on some of these NES games, just because I... Yeah, you're a freak. I have a, a deep... I have a deep fondness for certain NES games. Not many of them, because I think a lot of the stuff on the NES was terrible. But every now and then, you get something like Castlevania that's solid gold. And I'm like, ah, I'd like to have a cart. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, th- yeah, these, the Robot Masters always get jumbled up in my head. Uh, to the point that I know I just said that Mega Man 4 is my favorite one. Still couldn't tell you who all the Robot Masters are in that game. I, yeah. I'm actually not sure if that's the one uh, with Dr. Cossack. Sometimes I think uh, that's three, I, but I'm pretty sure it's four. I think that's four. I'm pretty sure Dr. Cossack is four. I'm going so to anyway, at, at the end of this, we're going to rank the Mega Mans, and <laughs> you should not take that ranking seriously at all, because Larry and I don't remember which Mega Man is which Mega Man. Well, we're right like, about Cossack. In... It is four. So It is four, okay. So there are a few Mega Mans where it's very obvious to me, like, oh, of course, that is this number of Mega Man. And that's the first one because I only have the six robot masters. And of course, some of the most iconic ones are from that game. You got cut man, you got guts, man, got guts, man's ass. Yeah. They're, they're all very well known and cherished. Uh, Mega Man too, because everyone insists that's the best one. I don't agree with that. Obviously, because I think four is the best one, but I think even then just like two is a bit overrated. 
I think two's the best one. Actually, I have three, maybe. Uh, two, I feel, is just people hold that one up for a couple reasons. The first is that, like, coming off of number one, it fixes a lot of the shit that was wrong yeah. with number one. Yeah, like, it's a huge leap from one to two. It really, really is. And also, that Dr. Wily theme is great. Yeah. Also, Airman and Crashman, their themes are yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying Mega Man 2 is bad. I'm just saying that yeah, I you think are. You that... You said it's like... the worst thing you've ever played. <laughs> I just think that when you take all the Mega Mans, the NES 8-bit Mega Mans, it's not my favorite, and I don't think I'm as crazy about it as everybody else, but it's still pretty good. Hey, uh, you know what? Here's an idea. Uh-huh. This, this sure. is a terrible, a horrible idea. All right. Well, it's this is this podcast. So. Well, I've got every Mega Man game open here on the Mega Man Wiki, so I can just tell you every Robot Master, and you can tell me what you think of them. How about that? Okay. All right. Mega Next, Man. This is Mega Man One. Here we go. Try to keep okay. it concise. All right. Number one, Cut Man. Uh, he's great. He's got those scissors on his head, and he was like one of the best characters in the cartoon. Yeah, he he had that weird voice like this. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Canonical that voice. Yeah. Like almost. Were they trying to do like a Peter Lorre thing with him? Was that that the intention? I think there? it was just Peter Lorre. I think they just hired Peter Lorre. <laughs> I think he was dead by then. <laughs> Not. He should have been. For things he did. You said uh, keep this concise. <laughs> and now you're just off on this Peter Lorre tangent. Guts man. <laughs> Uh, Gutsman is built like a truck That's I right. want him to bear hug me until I can't breathe anymore And uh, you know Great ass <laughs> Got your head all the way up it <laughs> Iceman I had a toy of Iceman as a kid And I put it in my mouth and I almost choked on it So I'm not a fan of Iceman <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to doubt that that's a real fact It's a true story <laughs> Bomb man I was at a toy of Bomb Man that did not end up in my throat, so I like Bomb Man more than Iceman. Fireman. Uh, Fireman. He's got that like he's got cool hair. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I like the look of Fireman. Yeah. Electman. It's not like he's not like a fucking Zippo lighter or something. So. Uh, Electman is. He's like a burner, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Electman, he's a son of a bitch, and the only way I've ever been able to beat him is by like doing the pause glitch. He's he's up there with the Yellow Devil for me. That's mm. just awful. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mega Man Two. Let's see. Uh, Metal Man. Uh, I mean, dude, he's metal. Okay, Airman. Uh, he's great, but you can't leave him running in a Korean apartment because, <laughs> yeah, I mean it'll kill you. Yeah, I like how you, how you're saying like, he <laughs> specifically can't be in a Korean apartment. Not that the Koreans believe Airman should not be in the room while you sleep. It's that it's specifically geography based. Uh, Bubble Man. <laughs> He's racist against Koreans. He just fucking kills them. He's watched too much mash. It's not even the bit that the, it's a. He just fucking like strangles them to death while they sleep. Airman's a problematic fave. Bubble Man. <laughs> oh, God, he's a, this is where the bubbles are. Gets you racist, kidding me? Says, says George. 
Remember when we did a whole segment called the Gabagool Zone? Well, you can't be racist against Italians. Oh, thank God. Uh, uh, bubble Man sucks. He's just, it's a bunch of bubbles. Who gives a shit? Yeah, Pop I agree. Em. Quick Man. Uh, well, I'm a huge fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, so I've often thought about who would win in a race, Quick Man or Sonic. Mm-hmm. Well, who do you think? Uh, well, probably Sonic. Who do you think would win a race between Sonic and The Flash? Sonic. No. Sonic would hit a loop-de-loop and would eclipse The Flash. No, Flash would win. Yeah, whatever. That'd be stupid. Flash can, like, vibrate into other dimensions. Sonic can't do that He had to use those weird like time machines to go back in time Flash can do that whenever he wants He hit the time machine that gave him the time energy And then he went fast enough to activate the time energy Yeah well guess so what So it's still like a speed based thing Flash doesn't need time energy He can, he just goes yeah. fast enough to go into the past Sonic is as fast as the DeLorean And is also able to go back force. in time Okay Whatever moving on Next Robot Master uh, Crash Man well, I love Crash Bandicoot, and I've often wondered who would win in a race between Crash Man and Crash Bandicoot. Probably Crash Man, because Crash Bandicoot would stop to break all the boxes and get the Wumpa fruit. That's right, yeah. Crash would also fall down a pit, because his jumping kind of sucks. Flash Man. Funky Flash Man. <laughs> often wondered who would win in a race, Flash Man or the Flashing Gremlin. <laughs> Flashing Gremlin? <laughs> Yeah, the one that pulls his like trench coat open. Oh, okay. In the first the movie, the Flasher the Gremlin. Flasher Gremlin. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, when you said flashing, I thought you were using a weird phrase to mean the electric Gremlin. Like, no, you know, he's flashing oh, with electricity. He would be a great robot master. He would. Well, I guess he's not a he's not a robot though. I guess yeah. so. Well, mm. some of these are also debatable. Yeah, uh, Heat Man. Uh, I'm trying to. Is Heat Man the Zippo lighter? I think so. Okay, well then he just closed the Zippo lighter and he's asshole. fucking done. Yeah, he's a Zippo. Yeah, it's terrible. He, he's a Zippo. That's, that's a Zippo. Remember right when there. that dude tried to fill up? Remember when that dude tried to fill up Heat Man and he caught his whole apartment building on fire? Yeah. Woodman. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> he's a stump with a face. This second goddamn game, and they ran out of ideas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> there are four more games. Keep going. All right. Mega Man Keep 3. Needle Man. All right. Uh, I'm afraid of Needle Man. Me too. Needle Man, he, he'll put a microchip in you, and then Dr. Wily will like monitor your location. And give you the 5G. Oh, no. Magnet Man. Magnet Man work? erased all my hard drives at one time, so he and I are no longer on speaking terms. Gemini Man. Gemini Man is abstract and kind of cool. I like Gemini Man. He's all right. Gemini Laser is, uh, is neat. Hard Man. We'll have to age gate this podcast if I talk about hard man, so we should probably just yeah, move you on. Need from to that. talk about talk about hard Larry. man. Oh no, top man. 
Look, you thought Bubble Man and Stump Man were lame. Yeah, Top Man's the worst. Dude's a fucking... I mean, look, I was going to make a joke, and then it was, like, too racist even for this episode. Snake Man. Were you going to call him Dreidel Man? Was that (laughs) where you were going? I was going to say it's good to have Jewish representation in video games, especially for the era. Snake Man. And I was like, no, that's too much. Snake Man is great. I love this Snake Man. It's a fucking Man. snake robot. Who's just, he lives in a palace full of snakes. Yeah. I got snake Man's snakes. the best. Yeah. Spark Man. Uh, I, Spark Man. Spark Man sucks. Like, he's, he's kind of <laughs> yeah. just. He's yeah. I was trying to think about it. I don't have anything to really say about Spark Man. And then Shadow Man. You know, the voodoo character oh, from Valiant Comics. So, yeah, so first of all, Valiant Comics. Second of all, he can use chaos control. Yeah. Uh, Shadow Man is fantastic. I like Shadow Man a whole lot. Okay. Next game. Yeah. No. No. Mega Man 4. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's all the Robot Masters you guys... three. I know how to count. Mega Man what? 4. Bright okay. Man. Oh boy! Uh, I mean, dude's in a, a way, bulb, this kind so he's got of, a lot of good utility. This works as a summary, anyway, of all the games. Yeah. So sure, whatever. It does. Yeah. Uh, I like Bright Man. He's a light bulb. You can't see if if you don't got no light. Thanks, Doctor Steve Brule. Can't <laughs> <laughs> hey, see if you got I no light, you Drangus. I love the way Bright Man turns me on. <laughs> Toad Man. Uh, I'm a big proponent of frog characters in video games. Of of course, you know, infamously the the frog knight in Chrono Cross or Trigger or whichever one it is. Trigger. I can never keep them straight. His name was Frog. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I like Frog. I like Toad. For Mario, of course, he's another famous frog character. Yeah. Uh, so I also like Toad Man because I think he he falls within that that, that group of of frogs. In video I also games. I like Goldo. The Ginyu Force. Ooh, yes. He's technically he in not video a frog, games. but he basically yeah. is. Yes. Uh, I like the froggy chair in Animal Crossing. This is the only thing <laughs> I like from Animal Crossing. Drill man. Commission someone to. I should. I should commission someone to do like a painting that's like. Um, oh God, what's the name of it? Where it's got like Marilyn Monroe, and it's like the pool table. All these famous dead people are playing pool. You know what I'm talking about? You dogs playing poker? Why are you talking? No, no I don't know what no, you're talking about. No, not dogs playing poker. It's like they did a whole bit on like on cinema where they recreated it, but the pool table was too small. Oh, okay. I don't. Anyway, know. I, I want to commission someone to do a painting of that, but it's like Goldo and Frogman and Toad, <laughs> and like Toad is sitting in the froggy chair. There's all these famous frogs for media playing pool. Okay. Sure. Next character, yeah, Drill Man. Uh, well, Drill Man makes a lot of great tweets. <laughs> I'm consistently entertained by him on Twitter, and so I love him a whole lot. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pharaoh Man. Uh, I'm way into like Egyptian stuff. I think uh, I think that aesthetic is very neat. So I like Pharaoh Man. Sure. Ring Man. Don't search for Anubises on Google Image Search, by the way, with safe search off. It's a very bad idea. Or a very good idea, depending if you're into it. However, do search for the music video of The Hunger uh, if you're into Egyptian yes. iconography. Oh, well, 
Hey, guess what's going to be our outro theme for this episode? The hunger is That's never, never ending. ending. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ring man. Let's uh, let's be honest. <sighs> Shit. Nobody Terrible. likes ring man. Who fucking cares about ring man? Nobody. <laughs> Did you say rain man? <laughs> no, okay. I I slurred through it. Okay, I if, thought for okay, a second I'll say you this... just make a joke and say <laughs> Rain Man. <laughs> no, I'll say this about Rain Man. What's he wrong with us robot... today? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Daylight savings time is really fucking me up. <laughs> what will you say about Rain Man? Out of all the robot masters most likely to die of autoerotic asphyxiation, <laughs> it is probably Rain Man. <laughs> Dust Man, next up, Dust Man. Oh, I love him. D e underscore Dust Man. He is the most underrated robot master. Is one of the best stages, one of the best themes. He he is refuse. He's everything cast out by society. He says so much about us as a people. He's got a vacuum on his head. He's got a vacuum on his head. Love him. This is the character that you loved so much you couldn't remember his name and called him Junk Man. <laughs> yep, that's the one. Dive Man. Uh, Dive Man seems kind of all right. Like, I would watch a documentary of Dive Man like going down and exploring some deep ocean shit. Like He's one got... of those like underwater like cave networks. You know, I would say Dive Man is like bottom tier. Robot Master, except he has a little periscope on top of his head. Yeah. And that's cute. The dive Man's neat. Yeah, Dive Man's, man's alright. Last one. Skull Man. Dude. What's the best? Mania. That's right. Yeah. He's Skull Mania, but with an arm cannon. D- damn right. Skull Mania's got a gun. You can't stop him. No. Like right. Skull Man. Mega Man 5. Here we go. Okay. Mega Man, please, Mega Man V. No, it's fine. It says, it says it right there. It's <laughs> the Arabic numeral five. A known in Japan as Rockman Five Blues No Wanna, which sounds like that's a Bib Fortuna line. Yeah. Blues No Wanna. Iwana no Jabba. I mean, this is, of course, the game where we're introduced to Blues, aka Protoman. Iwana Wenga. Uh, no, he was in an earlier one. Was he? I think so. I don't think he, he was in four. He was in two, wasn't he? Or three? No, 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 no. He wasn't in two. Maybe three, but I, I think don't three. think he was in three. Mm. Proto I like Man, Proto Man. Proto Man, known as Blues in Japan, first robot master. Blah, blah, blah. He first appeared in Meg Man 3. Suck my dick. Okay. <laughs> All right. I guess I have to because you said it. I retract my statement. Gra- Gravity um, Man. Well, I, real quick, I just want to say, Pro Man's not a you know a, a typical robot master. No. He doesn't quite fall into this list, but I like how much of an absolute dick he is in the cartoon. Yeah, just a real son of a bitch. It's yep. great. I love it. He's the Vegeta of Mega Man. Yeah, except more smarmy, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. imagine Proto Man wearing the pink Badman shirt. Oh, Proto Man's just like a failed brother, is the thing. Like he's yeah, he's Mega Man's brother, but he's kind of like 
He's cocky, but he also sucks at everything. Yeah, he doesn't do anything really. He kind of just gets wounded. Yeah. A lot. Gravity Man. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm thinking about the episode of the cartoon where Mega Man had to be fed the E tank through a bottle, and I just screamed and screamed as a kid because I'm <laughs> terrified of anything to do with babies. Go on. What's the name of the next robot master? Gravity Man, I said. Gravity Man, okay. Um it reminds me of the Gravity Rush game, so he's alright. I like Gravity Man. He's got like the V shaped torso. Yeah. There. Gravity mechanics in video games can actually be like pretty interesting if executed right. Yeah. Uh I I like the Death Egg Zone and Sonic and Knuckles. Like I thought that was a lot of fun flipping the gravity. The any oh, yeah. game where you suddenly have like moon jumping is really cool to me. Uh, so yeah, Gravity Man's neat. Yeah. Wave Man. I mean, he can make some pretty killer waves and then he can shred some gnar. So he's either I, one of I the best like or one of the Man. worst. Yeah. I, don't like... I think he's alright. No. No thanks. Stone Man. <laughs> Obvious marijuana joke here. Put it right in. <laughs> okay. There you uh, go. Next robot master. Gyro Man. So maybe it's Euro Man. Well, it's good to have Greek representation in <laughs> video games, especially of this era. Uh, yeah. My big fat Gyro Man wedding. Star Man. Is what the. the <laughs> what? The John Carpenter movie was based on this Mega Man yeah. character. It's a star, baby. Uh huh. I like Star Man. Yeah. Sure. Like the Mega Man 5, maybe not great, I'm gonna say. No. Uh, uh, not ch- a very good video game. Charge Man. Oh, he's the train, isn't he? Yes. Oh, God. Man, I mean, I thought they were tapped for ideas early, but boy. But it's got the thing where it introduces him, where it says Charge Man, and he does the little chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga thing. Yeah, but his level sucks. Yeah, it does. It's not fun to play. Yeah. All right. um, I love the smell of Napalm Man in the morning. I remember, though, when I played the level with Charge Man, and I thought he was, like, actually coming at me, and I, like, dove out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. Napalm man. What do you say? <laughs> Problematic. Well, yeah. Napalm man did some fucking war crimes, dude. Napalm yeah. man is not all right. Makes you wonder what Dr. Wiley was really up to here. Like some no, of these arms cuz arms trade. That's the weird thing is the whole idea was like that the robots were supposed to be for benevolent purposes, right? And then you well, just get in the Napalm world of man. Mega Man. <laughs> yeah. I suppose in the world of Mega Man, that is benevolence. Like, I remember uh, they even came up with stuff like Bob Man was supposed to be, like, for building demolition or something. Like, so Guts I, Man was supposed to be for excavation. Yeah, so I guess it'd be kind of... What the fuck is Skull Man? I don't know, that's what I'm saying. Like, what they purpose abandoned does Snake Man have? What does Charge Man do? Okay, I can I can actually kind of figure out Snake Man. See, here's the thing. Snake Man, he's got those snakes that he sends out, right? And they're basically like drones. So you could use those to, like, if somebody planted a bomb in a building, you'd send in Snake Man, and he'd send his snake drones in to scope out the bomb and, and get the image back to the bomb disposal team. That's an oddly so, specific um, but, application but for that, is, but okay. 
the weird part about that is someone designed a a robot master around like bomb defusal and decided to make it a snake. Yeah. That's the weird part. The actual function of a mix sense. Sure, like, you know, those little cables that with the camera on them you could put under doors, like in Rainbow Six Vegas. Yeah. Where you see You know what it? a better segment would have been is what? if we tried to figure out what the fucking purpose of the robot master <laughs> that is. It would take way too long. This is it already really taking way too long. It would be a whole podcast, but I'd be into it. Well, um, we have had time somehow, I guess. What robot master were we talking about? Napalm I Man. I started thinking about Napalm Man, right. Uh, so I will say this about like Mega Man as a series, is at some point there ain't no humans anymore, right? Like, oh, yeah. Kind of part of the Mega Man series is the continual emergence and extinction of humans and robots persevering. And when you start to realize that they made robots like fucking Napalm Man, maybe humans had it coming in the Mega Man universe. What is Mega Man it... but robots persevering? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I posted a picture of Napalm Man Hashtag Perseverance Crystal Man Or, or Oh, well, I mean, you want to talk about what <laughs> It's time to cook Robot's function is Yeah <laughs> Crystal Man Crystal in an man. RV in the desert <laughs> It doesn't get much more pure than Crystal Man, baby That's right Yeah Alright Mega Man 6 Last one Thankfully. Okay. I'm not gonna do seven, eight, nine, ten. We're just yeah, that's fine. We acknowledge that there are more Mega Man games after this, but Blizzard Man. What kind of blizzard do you like? like that's his um, function. He makes blizzards. I really like the Butterfinger one, but like cold Butterfinger gets stuck in your teeth even yeah. worse than regular Butterfinger. I like a uh, Reese's Cup. Reese's Cup is pretty good. An Oreo. Those are the two. I've been on a really bad soft serve ice cream cone from Dairy Queen kick, and I've been buying them like three to four times a week. I know you you said soft serve, but for some reason at first I heard it as saucer of ice cream, and I imagined you just like getting a saucer, put ice cream on it, licking it up like a cat. (laughs) I just do it in the drive-thru. Yeah. Making eye contact with the dude the entire time. Yeah. Sir, please pull forward. Other people need to get their (laughs) ice cream. I just hiss at him. <laughs> Bear my claws. Centaur uh, man. Uh, Centaur man. Oh Christ! It, it, like Centaur man, I bet was just like uh, you know how you got the medieval times. Like I bet he was just like a part of that. Like I don't. Here's a centaur man that somebody fights while you eat your ham hock. I know what when we were talking about this. It was when you were doing like live dork. streams playing these games or something. Oh right, yeah, yeah, okay. It wasn't part of the podcast, so okay. For the listener, we had to restart the segment because I thought for sure we had already done this, and you looked and we had not. Think but about all this was... great content we would have just jettisoned if yeah. Larry was right about this. Yeah, and so <laughs> yes, because I remember saying like the cast of this game was like. A we are the world style uh, collection of racist caricatures. Yeah. Yes, uh, I, isn't like the premise of this some sort of like uh, tournament between yes. different countries? So I think like the point is the robot masters don't have like a purpose other than combat. They're supposed to represent their respective countries. And it's like G Gundam, where they're all like yeah weird stereotypes. I think like Centaur Man is supposed to be from Rome because it's like a centurion, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's his, the that's the level. joke. His level has like the Greek pillars So I think it's Greek, yeah 
Okay, Greek, yeah. Well, because it's supposed I mean, to be like we already a minotaur, had Euro maybe. Man, so yeah, not... well, no, not a minotaur because he's a centaur. Yeah, man, that's true. Yeah, I got no. I, I don't are... care either way about centaur man. He's centaur is Greek. I I have no idea. I oh maybe? there there was one in Hercules, the Disney Hercules movie. So yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's where we get all of our Greek culture from. Is... <laughs> Yeah. The Hercules movie and also the cartoon show. Uh, looking, it just says from Ancient City. A robot developed with the motif there of a, a legendary creature. A little sidebar here. Uh, as I was playing Sonic Adventure 2, I, I put on a couple episodes of the Saturday morning cartoon. Just to have something in the background. And uh, there's an episode where they visit an ancient city... Uh, that was made by a ancient extinct culture called MAGA. And so as I was playing the game, Sonic just chimes in with, what's MAGA? And I had a fucking moment <laughs> where I had to pause what I was doing and turn around and be like, wait, what the fuck? And so Sally's over here going like, I've been researching MAGA a lot, and my brain <laughs> felt like it was going to fucking explode. Uh, flame man. <laughs> He says a lot of incendiary stuff online. I'm not a fan of his. Oh, Flame Man's got a turban. <laughs> I, I was looking All at right, the I remember. Of... I think this is the part where we realized that the game was, like, racist code. Also, his stage is an oil field. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. So, yeah, I was looking at that being, being like, Flame Man, eh, it's not, nothing really Christ. weird about that. Agent 47, Agent 47 has to go to Dubai and kill Flame Man. <laughs> Blizzard Man's just a guy on skis. There's nothing really weird about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Night Man. <laughs> He's a knight. Uh, I'm trying to, like, there's a day man joke in here somewhere, and I'm just trying to get to it, but I can't. I've lost it. Yeah, uh, Night Man's all right. Sure. I mean, you could just represent of the day, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, represents Britain. I'm going to assume. Probably. Yeah. Eating plant, this fucking fish pie. Plant man. Plant man. Yeah, plant man. Took him this long plant, to come oh, up with plant, plant man. man. I thought you said lant man, and I was like, is that like a lantern or something? Like, I couldn't remember. I mean, they'd uh, probably do that too. Plant man. It, I'm remembering him now. I think he looks like a dork. Eh, he looks alright to me, I guess. He's got like these thorn, like thorny things. I'll push him over. Any S sprite Kick looks him a bad. Times. There's something here yeah. from something else. Uh, oh, it's yeah. Power Battle, I guess. Yeah. Next one Tomahawk Man. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh huh. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's, he's got the big headdress. Uh, um, his Remember stage... Parasite? And that kid was way into, like, Indians? <laughs> yes, he was just dressing as Tomahawk Man. Well, I was going to say he grows up to become Tomahawk Man. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oddly, uh, his stage is Restricted Area, which is a Western-themed <laughs> stage. Well, I mean, this is that stage is it's got a big Christ. tank full of eddies or uh, me, metrons. What are they called? Metas. Me, um, me, meta, metabots. Metabots. 
No, not yeah, Metabots. Sure. <laughs> That's what they are. The little guys with helmets that Eddie Mets. is one they're, of. They're, they're, they're Mets, just okay, M-E-T-S. Just Mets. There's a big are. tank yeah. full of them, just like the tank's full of uh, Snokes <laughs> in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I thought that, I misunderstood. I thought that they were riding in like a tank and they were coming to take Tomahawk Man's land. No, no. So it's going to be like, that's some fucking cold, brutal commentary coming from this NES game. No, it's it's like a Met Vendor tank. Okay. Thing. That is much funnier and less of a problem than what my brain conceived of. So. I don't know, Met, Met's in a, coming in in an Abrams would be pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty good, but maybe in a different level. Uh, Windman. Uh, um... I don't care. <laughs> Great. <laughs> just, I just don't care about Windman. Yeah, Robot Masters in this game suck. He's like a worse version of Airman. He's got boobs, though, which is strange. Oh, no. oh I, take it, I take it back. <laughs> I, I like me a busty boy. He's got a ramen bowl hat also. This is the one that they went with for Japan, huh? <laughs> Everyone no, knows no, it's that not, Japan's actually. famous for ramen. It might be China. What? China, maybe. I, I know uh... it's... um. I was expecting him to be like a windmill It was supposed to be representing Holland Like in G Gundam Yeah just like G Gundam yeah. yeah But I have no idea where he comes from then Like I don't What what Asian country is known for wind I have no idea None of these say and anything also ramen. About like what countries they would be from uh, What if this actually wasn't the point of the game And we're just like racist And trying to make these connections to countries that don't exist since he was originally uh, meant to work in agriculture, why has he got uh, a soup hat? Here's here's the story for six. <laughs> why does anybody have a soup hat? <laughs> Knock uh, him over and he spills his brains out all over the place. It's delicious, salty brains. Oh, the tournament thing is just made up for the North American version. Great, <laughs> of course <laughs> it is. Oh no, okay. It says it here in the main story too. It says. Uh, with the cooperation of scientists around the world, the financial backup of the X Foundation, robotics has made dramatic progress as decided a robot championship would be held. First annual robot tournament was about to begin. The mysterious leader of the X Foundation, Mr. X, file photo, uh, announces that he took control of the robots participating and will conquer the world with them. All right. Okay. I wonder who Mr. X is. <laughs> Nobody knows. No idea. No, I think he's an original character just for this game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh anyway, the last one in Mega Man 6, Yamato Man. Oh, well, there's the Japanese one. Yeah. Yamato Man's cool. He is actually. I like, I like... Samurai. Yeah. yeah. He's got the Samurai outfit. The one good robot master from this game. Thought it was a little bit weird that he's played by Tom Cruise, but <laughs> I like Yamato Man a whole lot. Well, next, that was cool when he chopped that guy's head off. They're going to do a uh, gender-bent version of it, and Emma Stone's going to play Yamato Woman. Fuck. <laughs> uh, th- that's all the Robot Masters. That's um, it, for one through six. <laughs> to talk about the actual games for just a second, those first six games, I gen- generally enjoy them. They have their problems. Some of the problems are less to do... Nah, that's not true. I was going to say less to do with kind of how they're designed mechanically. There's definitely like some levels that just absolutely suck. The train level, for example. Uh, but my main issue is how they run. 
like Mega Man 3 is such a choppy mess. It is constantly slowing down. It's borderline impossible to play. And it's weird that 2 is decently made and then 4 is pretty solid and then 3 right in the middle there is a tire fire. I think they Uh, got too uh, ambitious with it. Maybe too many sprites on screen or something like that. It just doesn't seem like it was put together that well. I, I have issues with three, and I know that when we we did the streams, I want to say if I remember right, people d- disagreed with my assessment of three, but I don't like it. Um, but then you get seven, right? And that's the SNES one. The ex- it's just so weird that it exists here, like this and eight, because they they kind of pushed in a different direction where it almost doesn't feel like it's part of the same series anymore. Like, they should have given it a different name or something and just yeah, made a clean yeah. break after 6. Uh, but 7 Man's fucking hair. sucks. It's messed up. Yeah. Well, yeah, they made that in, what was it, like 8 months or something? Yeah, they, it was like a ridiculously fast turnaround. It was not well designed at all. The the Robot Masters kind of suck. None of the levels are particularly fun to play. That Dr. Run Wild boss fight is terrible. Like the little like the little projectiles he sends out and they keep stopping and moving in different directions. I can never dodge them. I, I don't know how to beat that game. I don't think I've ever beaten it like legitimately. Yeah. Hate seven. It's the worst. Eight. Great game. Yes, <laughs> they it they is. turned it around for eight. Eight has there's, there's... one of my favorite video game quotes of all time, which is Iceman, and he says, I will <sighs> bait you. I will make a popsicle out of you. Iceman fucking sucks. <laughs> Iceman rules. He's a bitch. I kicked his ass. I kicked his ass repeatedly. He's one of the weakest robot masters. Yeah, he is. He sucks. He deserves to die. What about Clown Man? I'm Clown Man. I don't like Clown Man. <laughs> I don't either. He's I don't terrible. Like Clown Man at all. No. But he he at least is like more competent as a boss than fucking Iceman. Just he like swings around. Iceman's uh, like somebody thought like, hey, what if we made a boss based on Linny from uh oh, <laughs> my of mice and men. Fried. Mice and men. Not Linny. I had to specify because I thought that people would mistake <laughs> it for Linny from The Simpsons. Yeah. And then my brain went full Linny and I couldn't remember the name of the fucking book. <sighs> I don't like Iceman. I don't like him at all. But Clown Man like sucks him. too. I look, Mega Man 8 has some stuff about it that's not great. Like the the jump jump slide slide segment kind of sucks. It's there's stuff like that in the X series too that is maybe actually worse from like it checkpointing you right before a pit. Yeah. But like it's still not good in eight. Uh even though it is maybe more generous about stuff like that than I think it's, that sort of style. It's funny that they like they looked at battle toads apparently and were like, Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, let's have a Battletoad segment of this game. It will run better. It's on the PlayStation. Like, yeah, it runs better, but it's still not that fun to play. Uh, I don't know why every time games try to do that, also, they just have the biggest-ass sprites, so you don't have any time to see anything coming at you because of how much real estate your sprite is taking. Whatever. I, I don't like that segment of the game, but I think the rest of Mega Man 8 is pretty good. Uh, it's also the game that has Dr. Wiley. And that is objectively great. Absolutely. It is fantastic. Dr. Wily and Evil Energy. Yeah, they just grabbed people. This is a well-known story, but to to tell it anyway, 
when they localized the game and they knew that they needed to record dialogue, they just grabbed people from around the office. Like, none of those people were actual voice actors. And it shows. Yeah. But I love it. Like, there's a certain charm in how bad that dub is. I would not want it any other way. If they re-released Mega Man 8, we remastered this game, whole new dub, I would not support it. Anyway, I like Mega Man 8. Um, Me too. And the 9 and 10, of course, uh, to to end on these, uh, this is, you know, they, they wanted to go back and do some numbered entries, but they made them specifically like the NES games. 9 is a little weird because they're even reductive in how it plays. So they removed, like, the slide, for example. Uh, I think they removed charge shots, if I remember right. Um, Might be wrong about that. They might have had charge shots. Left I think there. it has charge shots. But the but... the point is they they remove some of like stuff that has just been like hard coded into what those games are also, up to that point. So they they had Proto Man as DLC. I think if you played as Proto Man, yeah. you could slide. That sounds right. Uh, but I I think that maybe what the design ethos was is hey everyone likes Mega Man two, so just make it like Mega Man two. Yeah, you don't got no slide in Mega Man two. No, don't need it. But it's still, like, really, like, I, between those two games, I like Mega Man 9 more than I like 10. Okay. Mega Man 9 is great. It's a really fun game. I is don't know why I sat on it for so long. I think so, yeah. Is that the one Sheep with, Man's um, cute. B- 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 Crystal Man or something? No, Crystal Man was a preview. No, we already it, did it, Crystal Man. It's something yeah. like that, though. His level is, like, a bunch of crystals. I remember uh, that yeah, being I, really annoying because I had these swinging platforms that would like to just yeah. dump you. And of course, because it's Mega Man, any spike is instant death. Yes. I can't remember which one she comes from, but she had the mermaid woman. It was like uh, kind of a big deal. Though. It was Splash the first woman. lady robot master. I believe yeah. that was 10. And then she's incredibly weak. You just She's weak to bees, and so you just fire them and she dies almost instantly. It's not the bees. Of the bees. <laughs> it's also just weird to me that she's like an underwater boss, and the thing that kills her is bees. Yeah, nothing worse than bees underwater. You're going for a nice leisurely swim, and suddenly you got water bees coming bees, at you. Bees love water. It's a well-known fact about yeah. them. Yep, they can't get a, dump a whole hornet's nest into water, and they'll thank you for it. They can't get enough. Like uh, actually, my favorite thing about Mega Man Nine and Ten were the like their box arts. How they were just intentionally yeah. like terrible and not representative of what the games are, like the old. Well, ones. that's something that yeah, that's something that Capcom has kind of leaned on a lot uh, in recent years is how bad the box art was for the first Mega Man in the states. Yeah, and so you see like that version of Mega Man popping up in other things, uh, like whether it. as an Easter egg or a playable character. And he's playable. Yeah, I do too. What... One of the Marvel vs. Capcom. No, it was Street Fighter versus Tekken. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think. He shows up or something that looks like him shows up in that Resident Evil 3 remake, I want to say. I might be wrong about that, though. I don't know. Um, but they reference it, like, it a, yeah, a bunch. It was a, one of the standees like, um, in yeah. the game store. Yeah, you run in there to shoot a little like Mr. Raccoon bobblehead. And I think there's like someone else in there you can pick up. But, but yeah, I, I like them kind of leaning on their, their goofy, fucked up, bad localization in the past, uh, which makes me hopeful at some point that could manifest in some like intentionally awful dubs of something. Uh, get the janitor, have him come in and record some lines. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I like 9 and 10 quite a bit. I, I don't think 10 is as solid as 9, but it's still a pretty good game. 
it is a shame to me that they followed this all up with what Mega Man 11 is. It, fucking garbage game where if you jump into a robot master door, you don't hang in the air. Trash. Yeah. Get it out of that here. By itself Doesn't count. Disqualifies it from being a good Mega Man game. And Not my Mega Man. That's such an integral part of Mega Man they would mess up. That shit was present in like 7 and 8, for God's sakes. Yeah. Those were just as much like a departure. I would have been totally fine with them just making more stuff like 9 and 10 if they wanted to. Or just into that 10. That was I, a pretty good way to kind of like go out. It's also weird that they went the new direction with Mega Man 11, considering how successful the Bloodstained games have been. Yeah. Those 8-bit Bloodstained games are great. Bloodstained yeah. Curse of the Moon 2 is terrific. I haven't but, played two yet, but I like the first one a lot. Oh, it's really good. It's really they put that Shiba Inu in a robot, <laughs> a train robot. It's great. Oh, like I love Charge it. Man. Yeah, just like Charge Man. You can play as Charge Man, but Charge Man is also controlled by a dog. Uh, yeah, like I, I really like nine and ten. I am. I've played some of eleven, and I was pretty disappointed in it. I had rented it. This was when Redbox was still doing rentals. Like I think at the tail end of that. And I picked it up, uh, played it for a few hours, and just I wasn't having fun with it at all. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the series of you know one through ten, excluding seven, which is a terrible game. Uh, even some of the other Mega Man games that I think are not quite as good, I still enjoy to a degree. I have a lot of nostalgia for Mega Man. Again, playing it with my grandpappy on the NES. And watching the cartoon as a kid, I, I think it was just as formative to me in early, like, early George video gaming as Sonic and Mario. Um, so it has a, a similar kind of staying power with me. So. Oh yeah, me too. I rented the later Mega Man games all the time. I specifically, I remember yeah. the, uh, which is the one with the cover where he's got the jetpack. That that's like five or six. I could be any one of them for all I know. It's one of the later Again, ones. a series I like a whole lot and I cannot tell them apart, which is yeah. fantastic. Uh, I know the one with Gravity Man I played a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that's that's sort of the thing for me with like the the other series getting much darker and more like gritty anime is like Mega Man for me was always a more lighthearted thing. And so it has a similar thing to me with Sonic where you start getting into the more like you're taking those too seriously kind of storylines where I start bouncing off of it. It, it loses some of the charm. We were me. just talking about so how I've... the series is about like the progressive extermination of humankind. It is, but like in a fun way. <laughs> oh, okay. And like, oh, this is like, oh, we're all getting along and having a good time. And I mean, I guess there was that one time where Mega Man's like, I'm going to fucking murder you, Dr. Wily, and that'll solve everything. <laughs> but like, it's cool. He ran and there was a sunset and it was like, oh, Dr. Wily will be back. Of course he will. It's not yeah. serious. <laughs> uh, Jewel Actually, Man, wait, maybe... by the way, was the guy in Mega Man 9 oh, I was okay. thinking You know Jewel Man, he lived in his car for a while Yeah, and he's got all those healing crystals that he tries to sell people <laughs> Yeah, Just breaks them off his body uh, I don't off. know, maybe, maybe, maybe actually Mega Man was always dark <laughs> Now that I think about it But it like they had big eyes and everything So it always seemed more lighthearted to me than it was actually Um I still fucking hate Sonic though Where they start to get into like Gritty territory All of Sonic 2006 We'll get into it next week But didn't... like Sonic Adventure 2 is the point Where that series fucking lost its way But didn't you really like uh, The 
Saturday AM show. Isn't that where it started? It's it is, I think, where that kind of started because that built up like the American perception of what Sonic the Hedgehog is, and so people thought it was a lot more serious than it actually was. Garbage. No. No, I never watched that show when I was a kid. I watched Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh and that Which was is my perception. What the perception should be. Yes. yes. Uh, Sonic's no, the, a, just a fun dude who loves chili dogs. You got Scratch and Grounder. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch and Grounder like to get liquored up, and yeah. Sonic thinks that's no good. Um, no good. So I, the the OVA that they put out, I think is actually a perfect encapsulation of what kind of like the attitude and tone of Sonic was supposed to be at that time, where there is like some seriousness in it, but it's still a lighthearted, fun adventure pastel colors and weird environments and stuff it's not dr robotnik's grandpa wants to fucking genocide everyone and he's like tied up in chains and he's got a bunch of crazy writing behind him recording his final words about how he's gonna have his revenge like that stuff sucks i mean even at the time i remember renting the sonic ova on vhs and not liking it because it was too serious I think it's just the right amount of serious. It's still pretty goofy. Sonic looks at that girl's panties and then <laughs> I don't remember that. There's the bit where they the old man owl, they make him dress up in Sonic like Metal Sonic is like mentally connected to regular Sonic. Dude, I have not so seen still... this since I was like 8 years old. I don't know. <laughs> Metal Sonic shows up and there's this wacky old blind owl character and for some reason, some reason that's never really explained, Metal Sonic just forces him to dress up in Sonic's clothes and then leaves. And so when they see the owl again, he's like in 90s like skate, like roller skates and has like a 90s shirt on and everything and like sunglasses and his hat's backwards and it's great. I love it. Sonic OVA is so good. If you say so. Should watch it. If Betty White... <laughs> No, dies. Don't you add more things to this. <laughs> it's two episodes, you fucker. So, that's the podcast. Um, <laughs> ratings, <laughs> ratings for the Mega Man's. Oh God, I've been researching Mega Man a lot. Uh, What's Mega Man? And part where Sally is like, let me bring up a map of Maga. Or no, one of the lines is, you can only see Maga from the air. <laughs> okay <laughs> It just got me thinking about like Helicopters like flying around the capitol building <laughs> I was thinking like they did Like a, a mural on a street But slurs but just really oh, big God. So you can only see yeah, it's like there. The, it's like the Black Lives Matter Street except it's the complete opposite Yes meaning. Like, we're, we're gonna put this on Google Maps Satellite oh, Christ. data And so Just writing the 14 Jesus. words on every Road we pulled down the street sign and put up one that says Tucker Carlson Avenue. Ugh. That would be terrible. Anyway. Bow tie. Um, yeah. So it's just like a tiny bow tie, too, is the thing. So you can't even get a fucking bow tie, right? Remember the episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry decided to try a bow tie because he thought it looked good on this oh, other guy? Yes. And then everyone yeah. just assumed he was racist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, ranking the the Megamans, raiding the Megamans. Um, I wanted to just kind of rank them like in the order I I think I like them. So it would be uh, number four, 
probably uh, I I really like number one, even though it's got a lot of problems. I, I'm just very nostalgic for it. So four, one, two, uh, six, five. No, actually five and six, I think. And then um, I forgot about eight. Whatever. I like the Mega Man's. That's my rating. Mega Man's, you should play them. Except seven. Don't play seven. Rating is thumbs up. My rating, yeah. Two big thumbs up. Ten thumbs up, actually. No, nine thumbs up. A thumbs up for every Mega Man, except for Mega Man 7. That's a thumbs down. Okay. Sure. Well, uh, next week is going to be an even more ridiculous episode, so look forward to that. Uh, because we'll have a lot to discuss uh, between your retro corner. I will have a retro corner for a trilogy of video games. Anybody who follows me on Twitter would already know what they are, but, you know, I'll leave the surprise intact, I suppose. And, as of the time of this recording, we are two days away from Zack Snyder's Justice League releasing on HBO Max, and so you are going to have to get a subscription to HBO Max so you can watch it, and we can talk about it next week. Uh, I've got some bad news for you, though. Well, I mean, everything else in my life is going super great. Uh, well, what do you got? The Joker does not say we live in a society. What? It was only in the trailer. It's not in what? the actual movie. I know. Release the Snyder Snyder cut where Joker says, <laughs> you fuckers. Release the society cut. Yes, release the society cut, damn it. There's, look, I know that it's next the week Halo we're going to talk It's the Halo 2 trailer all over again. It is. Look, I know next week that we're going to talk about Justice League a whole lot, but I do want to mention that I saw a, like, there's been an interview with Zack Snyder out there that's been making the rounds, and one of the things is him saying, like, yeah, there's, like, eight different Snyder cuts. Like, one of them's two and a half hours, one of them is four hours long, and I would show these to the studios, and it's like, thanks, Zack, you described a fucking work print, which is what this always was, was a fucking work print. And so I just think it's great that he's out there describing what that thing is in detail, and you'll still have Snyder Cut freaks insisting that, no, it's a complete movie. Except now, also, those same people are going to think that there's, like, seven other complete movies. Also, HBO Max never end. is going to be putting out a documentary about the making of the Snyder Cut, which will probably completely illustrate how little there was to work with. Probably, yeah, so. but, the, but the way that they will phrase and insist upon it is that it was complete. Yeah. I bet you that documentary does not try to make it out to be what it is, a work print. I don't know, it might. But they, but, but they will show it off in a way that makes it very clear to people that that is actually what it is. It's it, like, that's sort of the thing, is people talking about it that way, assuming that it is just a wholly complete thing, that all it needed to be is just released. Yeah. And how that's dead wrong, that's not what that is is I think also like exemplified in that tweet that came out recently of like the Wanda vision where Wanda's in front of a green screen and then it's like in front of the house and they're like, don't ever talk bad about the CG in WandaVision ever again. Like that's not, that's a composite shot though. That's not CG. There's yeah, nothing local about news, that that's CG. People doing the weather have that. Yeah. Not impressive. No, it's not impressive at all. They, we've been doing that for decades upon decades in, in film and television. And so it's just a lot of like stuff like this pops up and people just aggressively don't know what they're talking about. But then even in that thread, there are people explaining like, no, it's a composite shot. It's a different thing. And then there's a few people within those replies going like, 
No, it is CGI. When you do a composite shot, it's done in a computer, so it's CGI. And so it's people, like, doubling down on being very wrong about this thing that they don't understand. Mm. Anyway, next week is going to be a fucking blast. Technically, since nothing is shot on film anymore, it's all CGI. It's all done with computers. Dick Valentine said it himself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, now, like, just besides the fact that we're going to watch this thing and talk about it, because at this point it's... I, I need to see what that thing actually is now. Yeah. But, like, I bet that the internet is going to be insufferable as of, like, the 18th. Oh, probably. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm also looking forward to it. Until next week. Yeah. We'll see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye, dinosaurs. The hunger is never ending. The hunger is never filling. Always thrilling till it burdens you up and you play. But you pay the toll. And you look into the eyes of a wolf. To the eyes of the beast And too late you beg for relief And the all-consuming hunger devours and leaves you And the hunger is a fall of beginning and end My friend is obviously Chinese. I see you've noticed the ears. They're actually easy to explain. Perhaps the unfortunate accident I had as a child. The unfortunate accident he had as a child. He caught his head in a mechanical rice picker. But fortunately, there was an American missionary living close by who was actually a uh, skilled uh, plastic surgeon in civilian life. All right, all right. Drop those bundles and put your hands on that wall there. Come on. Oh, how careless of your wife to let you go out that way. What? Oh, yes, it's quite untidy here. Let me help you.